Welcome to the Grow Love Live podcast, weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel, love like family, and live on mission. That's right. <laughs> in the everyday stuff of life, Matt Carlson here, joined by my hermano, Dom Nuncio. Dude, it's been forever. It's been a while since I first saw you. <laughs> Dude, we are back in studio. I can't believe it. We had a... Uh, do a little cleaning in here. It was a little dusty. My yeah, my headphones dusty, dusty. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be sneezing all over the yes. place in here. No, it's dude. It's good to be back though. Yeah, and good to see you. It's weird because um, this is the first time back in studio since we've had this uh, school meeting on campus as well. And so listeners are gonna get a bonus here. They're gonna hear some you know some chatter with Dom and Matt, and then they're gonna hear about. Um, Islam in, on the other side of the door. You know, it depends on the class. You might get a little English lesson today, <laughs> little pillars of faith of Islam. <laughs> today it's, it's Islam. So it's all the things. So uh, if we run out of things to say, we'll just point the mic towards the door and make you know, pick up on Professor over there. <laughs> Sounds uh, great. No, it's uh, but it, dude, it's so good to be back in here with you across yeah. the table on mic. I can't believe it's been this long. How yeah? How long has it been? I think our last episode was Christmas. 2021 ish. Yeah. Somewhere in there. So a lot of, a lot of life has happened since then. (laughs) Do you give me the top 20 highlights since we last uh, recorded? Go. Uh, I had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) It was on my back for two weeks. Uh, Dude, you kind of went through the ringer. So did you. I mean, yeah. So we weren't, we weren't absentee uh, podcast hosts just because we were lazy. We were, we got, we were punched in the gut. Yeah. We were on nebulizers. So I don't think it would have been like, (laughs) good point. (laughs) It's probably not really fun listening. I'm guessing. I don't have a cough button on our console here. (laughs) It took a while where it was, uh, yeah, you could take a breath without coughing. So yeah, my whole family got COVID. Me and my son, especially, were, were knocked down. That's bonding. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I had like some gallbladder stuff. So that was like another fun thing. So 2022 has <laughs> been amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good to be back in the room, which means we're healthy again. So. Yeah. You know, what has been really encouraging is the amount of um, just comments and really anger we've received because the podcast has stopped posting episodes. Righteous anger, though. Right. I mean, rightly so. Come yeah. On. You know, anger that is birthed out of love mm-hmm. and passion for mm-hmm. something. No, it's been, it has been cool. Like people are like, when are you guys putting more episodes out? Jeez, like, <laughs> okay, yeah, wait, yeah. you like, you actually listen? I know. So thank you listeners. You know, Dom and I, we, we need that. We need the, we need the encouragement to keep going. Affirmation. Yeah. We hear you. We hear you. We see you. We love, we you. love you. It's good. No, it's a, yeah, it is good to be, good to be back in studio here. Uh, yeah, we were hit as well man december was rough yeah you guys had it really bad yeah i think shortly after we recorded our last episode i think i I don't remember the whole timeline now it's it's fuzzy uh but yeah december was rough the boys got sick Paige and i got sick took you know we took turns uh it's kind of nice like a little little graciousness and mercy of god there to stagger the sickness Mm -hmm. of mom and dad when you've got the kids there so it was staggered, but uh, yeah, it was just rough, man. I feel like we missed all of December just because of something was going on. You guys didn't even get like a Christmas tree, right? Or Dude, something happened with bro, that? we ordered... Okay, I'm gonna, hold on a second here. Hold we, on. <laughs> <laughs> They're not a sponsor, so go ahead and say it. <laughs> no, no. We This year, we decided, hey, we're not going to go out and get a real tree, which we've been pretty committed to over the you know last however many years. And we're like, you know, let's go ahead and order a fake one. Hmm. And we were both on board ordered it early December. It never showed up. And wow. so <laughs> really like was it just lost in transit or dude, it's out there on the, you know, on the coast of long beach, probably in a, a shipping <laughs> container. Like, Please let me deliver this. Dude. So it never got the tree. Wow. Uh, dude, so, yeah. Our December was just, it was the worst in terms of Christmas. And here's the thing. Christmas day in and of itself is just, it's the punctuation of the entire month. Absolutely. I, I Christmas Day actually is kind of right around, I don't know, 12, 1 p.m. on Christmas Day is the most depressing time of the year. There's nothing left to open. Yeah, you are literally that, literally at that point the furthest from Christmas that yeah, you can be yeah. in the year. Um, it's like, you know, 365 more days. So for me, what's so exciting is the whole, the anticipation leading up to it. I yeah. love December. I love the parties, the the different things that we do, the traditions, the, the smells, the sounds, the yeah. sights, all those things. The smells and the tastes 
both things that Gone. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was rough, and it was just depressing to miss mm. miss Christmas. Mm. Uh, but dude, we did have enough of uh, some good family time and good time together. And little baby Kellen, it was his you know first Christmas, Aww. and so him and Archer had little matching jammies, which Aww. was really cute. Um, yeah, bro, those are just things I never thought I'd really be that excited about <laughs> as a dad. Uh, <laughs> Matching S- matching jammies. Such bad life right now. <laughs> so good. Little things, dude. But dude, yeah. So I think as soon as I was better, you got hit, and then it just kind of postponed everything. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, I just played catch up for quite a while, honestly, and then it was just like, oh yeah, it's February. Oh shoot, it's March. Yeah, <laughs> so, dude. So good to be back, Maddie. Yes, uh, dude. We have to talk about something here that happened last night. Everyone in the world's talking about it. I don't know if it's appropriate for the Grow Love Live podcast, but do we have to talk? about the slap heard around the world <laughs> what the heck happened so so will smith slapped uh what's his name chris rock chris rock dude okay um would die for context sake why don't you just give us the summary of that i just i feel like we just there's a couple of things about this that are intriguing not just like, well, let's talk about what happened at the oscars I mean, yeah. there's a couple of th- things here that are intriguing specifically on the reactions of people to it mm. that I think we can draw out a couple observations that would be worthwhile for the audience here. Yeah. It's definitely a topic in our house in the last 24 hours. Or yeah. Just going, what, what did we just see? Yeah. What happened? Okay. So uh, for those who missed it, you know, that they're just, they're maybe they're giving up uh, the Oscars for Lent. <laughs> Why don't you just give us the summary of here? What, what went down? Yeah. So Chris Rock, I think was one of the hosts. Uh, I think there was four hosts or something like that for the Oscars this year, something like that. So Chris was giving just, he was shooting from the hip and, and from commercial break or whatever, going to saying jokes about different things. And they were going to go into the next category, which was Oscar for best performing actor or whatever. And there was a married couple, so he's like, "You, you, neither of you want to win because if the other one wins, like that's a bad night for you, you know." So he's like, "You guys are praying Will Smith wins," and mm. and then he looks over at Will and Jada and makes a joke about Jada's short hair; she's got a shaved head. Well, come to find out, she's suffering from alopecia and her hair is falling out, and it's been a big thing that she's named. Mm-hmm. Whether he knew that or not, he was trying to tell a joke it looked like will smith was laughing at first and mm-hmm. then camera shot back to chris and all of a sudden it was like why is will smith getting on stage right now mm-hmm. gets on stage smacks him and the audience is laughing because it looks like was that like a wrestling slap where he like smacked his chest yeah, like, yeah. So, like is this part of this like we don't know what's happening right now and then it clearly becomes He's angry. He's angry. Yeah. Take your wife's name out of my mouth. That was a nice way he said it. Dude. (laughs) Screams it. And then I think Chris Rock was just like, okay, man, like, we're going to move on. Yeah. And then it was like commercial break. And then within a few minutes, Will Smith wins the Oscar and is up there giving a speech about. Being a protector. God's called him to love and protect and. So I don't know why I'm laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just yeah, the bookends of he just mm-hmm. smacked he smacked a a fellow performer and in the face in front of yeah, everyone, the nation and then uh mm. is talking about being a protector and wanting to love and yeah. So ap- like, apologizing to the apologizing in part I think to uh the academy or whatever. Yeah. And then. All right. So do let's, on. yeah. So let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. Um, whose side are you on? <laughs> you know, so I, I think, I don't know if I'm still sort of processing. Cause there's, there's two sides here, right? I mean, yeah. Or maybe others. There's people who are like, oh yeah, he deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and way to go for, you know, stepping up and doing that. And then there's the, uh, can't he take a joke? And this is a comedian. Like, come on, man, what's going on? Uh, yeah. I, th- th- those are like the two sides I see. For sure. Loosely represented. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to, I was sitting there with my wife and going, what would you, what would you have wanted me to do in that situation? And, uh, 
And so just processing that as like a dad and um, not husband. laugh at not laugh at the joke at my expense. Yeah, would be one yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, one thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of one of those things. Like, were you laughing? And then you're like, uh oh. Yeah, he got kicked Don't in laugh. the shin. Uh oh, <laughs> go smack it. Like, uh oh. Um, so I, I'm sort of in the sense of, hey, I totally get it. You stand up for hmm. your wife, like you come to her defense, all those kinds of things. Um, do you get up on national TV and, and like? smack another guy in the face and then yeah like is that the appropriate venue and way to do that yeah um or can you do that offline in a different way you know one of the things old school meet me in the parking lot yeah but even one of the things that we were saying like Tara said which i think was a good point was if will smith hadn't gone up and smacked him chris rock may be being the source the source of being canceled or something like that Hmm. for being insensitive to what jada was experiencing um, but now all the tensions on the smack and wherever you're at on either side of that, um, you know, it's, it's now like who's the victim and who's yeah. not in this moment. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think pretty dis, uh, whether the joke was appropriate or not, um, I think in the comedy stance, it's like, it it wasn't like one person was singled out in that room. And I think that's sort of what like those nights are sometimes mm. like, I think of Ricky Gervais and he's pretty cruel to every single person in that room. And it's sort of like, I don't know whether that's good or bad. It's just what it's been. So mm. uh, I get coming to your defense, but I don't, I don't think it was the most appropriate thing to step up on stage and smack a guy in the face. Yeah. And, like I would just imagine being the actor sitting behind Will and Jada for the rest of the night and being like, okay like, <laughs> you know like yeah and i think the so whatever it is i think the interesting thing is i'm waiting to see what the academy does if not mm. they tweeted we don't condone any violence <laughs> but everybody else is like yeah you do because you just gave an award to the guy who yeah smacked another guy so anyway interesting. what about you where you at uh i don't know so i think there's a there is something about a man protecting his wife mm-hmm. or stepping up you know in stepping up to do something like that, that is, yeah, like, man, like we need to see that, but there's, so there's something that is good about that response, mm-hmm. the protector, the, let me, you, you know, don't you dare say these things or do these like, so I'm going to stand in the way I'm going to protect my, the one I love. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that. And I think that resonates with people at, on a deep level. The, the act, the actual going up and slapping someone do like that to me, it was like, dude, that's, that's more about, this guy's got some other stuff he's dealing with in yeah. life. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just an isolated incident. And so it's just like, whoa, like what is it, what, what's going on in a person's life that where they, in that moment they react and they respond in that way. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're, I don't know. I'm not here to say what would have been the right way or the wrong way of all of it, but it's just like, it's an interesting thing that it's like, yes. Like, cause it's some of the, some of the responses that I've seen are been, have been like, yeah, like, you know, that's, that is how you protect someone. And, mm-hmm. uh, and again, I think there is something that is good and true and, and that is, uh, I don't know what the, what the right word is there, but there's something that, about that, that resonates with people. But, uh, yeah, the, I don't really have much, much more to say on it. it did, to me, it, it is an interesting thing that went down. And I think just everyone's like, what in the world just happened? It's also has become this, you know, if anybody else in that room had walked up and slapped him. Right. That's the conversation. They would have been been kicked out of the. Yeah. I mean, really, you'd be arrested and the guy would be getting sued. Yeah. Right. Like, so that's the interesting conversation, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Yeah. I I think I walk away going again, like I'm not losing sleep over it at all. But but I I think there's. (laughs) I think there is a sense of what is interesting is whatever side you land on and where I feel is like, I think I'm longing to see a sense of justice and what does justice look like in this moment? Yeah. Is justice what came to Chris because he got slapped or is, is there a waiting justice for something to happen to Will, like a retribution for mm. doing something inappropriate and in like both parties, were they guilty? So where does justice come in? Yeah. And Dude, yeah. another uh, quick take on it all is just it shows where our culture is at today where you know again i'm not i'm not saying oh i love it when people get you know made fun of or people laugh at the expense of somebody mm-hmm. uh but to where yeah a comedian the role of a comedian they're kind of 
they're kind of uh, given some sense of immunity to say for sure push boundaries is what they think their job is for know? sure and then to to be in a, in a culture where like that guy is being punished um for something like that again it just i don't know i don't know if i necessarily like that where it's, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of shows where we are at as a world where everyone is so on edge for sure if you've ever watched chris rock stand up even 10 years ago he said way worse things <laughs> about yeah. people. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. again, like two years ago watching an award show, you could pick any person of any gender, like whatever, like, yeah. And they say pretty awful stuff. Yeah. And there's laugh breaks and, oh my gosh, that's so funny. But yeah, we're at a, we're at a different place in life. Yeah. And then uh, circling back to the, uh, his acceptance speech and the message of love and mm-hmm. who he is and what he feel God has called him to. It's just interesting how there's, there's these things of stepping in, protecting all of that. There's also this, you know, being this called to love and protect the weak. And there's just a big, there's a lot of a language around that. So it's just, it's interesting how that shows up in culture. A little gospel shout out. We should have put dude, gospel which one is shout that? out right there. Oh wait, hold on. Hold on. It's like, hold on here. We're still learning. Gospel shadow. <laughs> it yes. definitely, it definitely is that. So something even a gospel shadow right after that. So Sean Combs gets up. You know, P Diddy, Puff Daddy, back whatever uh-huh. his name is, Sean Combs, <laughs> and he gets up and says, "Like, hey, basically, we're family, Chris, and uh, and Will. We're gonna we're gonna solve this at the party afterwards." like family but it's all love and it's all good mm. and then he's gone on he's just really combed it over dude. he combed over it all Bro, come on. <laughs> but wow wow yeah seriously <laughs> but yeah just interesting because then he's even gone out on statement to say um yeah hey it's all squashed everybody's family it's all love like we're done yeah so right, they're good. brothers so all right well know, christ is averted guys christ, christ is- oh, i'm just glad that they're family and that's good uh, so anything else you want to say about that? No, I, but I mean, yeah, very interesting. Cause I think as we're growing and living and loving, like in the gospel, it's like the gospel does inform everyday stuff of life. So yeah, those are going to be conversations around Starbucks and the water cooler today and for the coming days. And well, I think Will and Chris need to get a hold of the Grow Love Live podcast to learn what it means to love like family, you know? And sometimes you need to slap each other's heads. <laughs> <laughs> I slap you in the name of love. Dude, yeah. in the name of love. Oh, uh, man. So, bro, you preached yesterday. How you feeling? Great. Today's Monday. So, yeah, yesterday. It was a Sunday. Yep. Usually, <laughs> usually how it happens. Yeah. yeah Sunday so, to Monday. Yeah. 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 So, uh, man, how how are you feeling on a Sunday after you preach versus a Sunday after you lead worship? Yeah. Noticing energy level. Like I'm always way more energized for some reason after teaching, whether that's like, uh, the culmination of like study and then you just like get it out there and you're mm-hmm. like, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's, whether it's good or bad, like it, it's done, Yeah, you know? Um, and then hopefully there's something that stands out and there's good. Like, it's just fun hearing the gospel communicated whether yeah. I'm saying that or somebody else is saying that. Um, at a different way. There's a, I think there's a different level of energy and pressure and time going into like the music portion. That's way more like leading a team to come out with like a shared objective and yeah. goal. And there's a lot more moving parts and there's a lot more subject. I mean, not that there's not subjectivity in when we hear teaching, but I think there can be a lot more of like, Oh man, I don't like that song or like the drums are really loud or, you know, it's just different. There's yeah. just different dynamics that you're dealing with throughout that whole time mm. while trying to stay on pitch and play the right keys and say the right words and yeah, make sure you're listening to the click track and start on time. Yeah. The, the, so it's just a different level of energy. Yeah. So um, you're, you're leaving on a Sunday, heading to your car in the parking lot, get in the car, you're driving away. Like, is there a difference for that you sh- feel? For sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think usually like on a Sunday leading music, it's like, I'm like ready for a nap, <laughs> you know, cause I've been up since, you know, five thirty. sound, you know, plugging stuff in sound checking, make sure it slides mm-hmm. and all that are right. And then it's just like, okay, done. we did it. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go home. Yeah. Yesterday is like, sweet. It's done. Like, 
let's go to lunch. Let's hang out. Let's, you know. Yeah. It was like, let's play. Like, there was a lot of time and energy thinking and waiting. Yeah. And then saying it. Mm. I was thinking about the difference between leading worship, where you are largely playing other people's songs. 100%. And preaching, which is you are, this is coming from the heart. This Mm. is your, essentially, you know, quote unquote song. Yep. And is there a different level level of vulnerability that you feel with preaching versus leading worship? For sure. Yeah. I mean, because I think when you're leading worship, you're trying to, if you're not writing and like, I don't do as much writing as I have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're trying to find content that resonates with your heart, but also makes sense theologically for the congregation that you're leading or the room that you're leading. Yeah. And stylistically makes sense to what you're trying to do as a church. Mm-hmm. So there's like, I'm singing songs that aren't my favorite either. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, this may not be what I would listen to on my own, but I think it makes sense for the context of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to translate it to make it your own, to make it enjoyable yeah. for you and the listener. But it's really like you're trying to serve the church in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're teaching, it's not like you're coming up with like new content necessarily, but you are trying to, like you and I or Ryan or whoever else teaches, like we may come to the same like destination at the end, but like you took a, you took like a plane that went directly and I had a layover in Dallas and then, you know, like we just do different travel methods and one of us drove, decides to go in an RV cause the road trip would be way more fun. So hmm. it's like, we're all knowing where we're going to go at the end, but we get there very differently and um, and that's like the fun part of expressing like, oh, it makes me come to live by doing this. Like, this is how I like, this is how I love to hear and experience the gospel or teaching. And I get to do that now. And I get to play with it over time to say, I don't teach how I used to teach, like when I first started teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I almost forgot how to do that. Yeah. And I'm in like a new space trying to find like, you know, you're like mid career. Yeah. Trying to come out with like your new album or whatever, like totally. your new book. And you're like, Oh, like I think that's different. Yeah. And it's refreshing to, to start over and to kind of create a system or kind of, uh, or have an expression of who you are now and mm-hmm. who, you, who you are today versus just a, this has always worked for me, which is, that's not bad either. No. If, you know, if you've got a, a groove um, and stuff, but I think, I'm with you in terms of there's when there's time when there's a big enough chunk of time that has passed from one teaching moment to the next, like mm-hmm. from you know preaching or whatever, there can be an opportunity there to like I'm gonna rethink how I how I do this, how mm-hmm. I prepare. And there's definitely things that you just carry over and your personality you bring into it, but Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. What what's your what have you noticed in your process of teaching? You know, cause, and you've taught in various settings and rooms and groups. So, what's what's changed in that process for you? And I it, think I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I it literally um, even this past. Uh, I, so I preached two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and even in my prep for that message, it was a little bit different because more leaned definitely more topical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, when that happens, that throws me off, dude. To be honest. I don't, I have a hard time with topical messages. Me too. I struggled this week. Yeah. It's like, where in the, I don't know where to begin versus like, here's the text we're teaching through. And then you just, you spend time in that. And that really eventually an outline will, will surface. Mm-hmm. You can find it in the text itself. Topical is tough. Mm-hmm. And then, so I feel like I look, I'm like, well, so <laughs> I don't know which, which route to take. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? What part of scripture? <laughs> All of it <laughs> in 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, okay, listeners, we're going to just call this the preaching episode. You know, Mm. we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit and uh, talk, talk about preaching processes. This is where we're going. Okay. I just decided in this moment. I like it. Yeah, dude. So so we're 20, 25 minutes in so far. Um, Good. Slapping to teaching. Yeah. We need to at least give a little more, more time to the preaching than we did to the conversation on getting um, slapped (laughs) at the Oscars. Uh, So bro, I invented something. I want to talk about okay is it, this trademarked can this you is, share it i i'm just gonna throw it out there and and goodwill just knowing that when people talk about this they're always gonna quote me on it but it's called the preacher gram at first i thought you meant goodwill like thrift store oh. <laughs> i was like donate it's not gonna be <laughs> 
I don't know. It yeah. sounded like it was the right word. I to like use. it. Okay, dude. Preacher Do Goodwill. Do Preacher Graham. Okay, there's 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 uh the Enneagram, mm-hmm. uh, which is all you know based on personality types, temperament mm-hmm. types, and all that stuff. This is Preacher Graham, and this is uh, I think everybody who preaches has a preacher gram it's the the primary passion and mm. what is the the overarching point that you will always mm. always tend to land the plane on if you mm. preached a hundred sermons mm. and we listened to hundreds of your sermons what would be the most common denominator like here's where almost every sermon goes mm-hmm. and so the the ultimate aim or outcome of a sermon it's like it also informs where do you like when you open up a text, so you were in John 13 mm-hmm. yesterday, like when you open up and you're reading through John 13 without imposing upon the text in a way that is, you know, you want to, we want to read it exegetically mm-hmm. uh, versus imposing ourselves upon it. But what is it that we look for, you know, tend to see what stands out? Uh, so that's, yeah, the idea of like yeah. preacher grand would be like, dude, what is, uh, what is it? And so I, I think, I don't know if I know yours yet, but I've been trying to figure out the preacher grams for, you know, people that preach around here. Mm. And then I just listed out a bunch of possibilities. Let's hear them. Uh, things. So, um, let's see here. Do you want to start with, with mine? Yeah. Oh, bro. Dude, come on. Vulnerable. Uh, come on. Tell us about dude, yourself. Vulnerabilities. Uh, so for me, I don't, there's probably different ways to say it, but I am always looking for, it's too, I feel like it's too ge- general to say the gospel, but it is this, the idea of, a. Uh, Christ as life and identity mm. in Christ, uh, union. I think a lot of times I'm, a lot of messages are given from a standpoint of separation uh, versus union. So separation would be God's out there, he's way far away, and I need to live my life in a way mm. that closes that gap, mm-hmm. gets me closer and closer to God through mm. my you know cr- different Christian practices or I need to have bigger, bolder faith I need to close the gap Yeah. versus no, no. When I preach, I, I can't help but to be excited about, no, th- we're coming from a standpoint of union. Mm. We are one with Christ. Mm. We are one with the Lord and mm-hmm. spirit. There, there's, we are as close to God as we are ever going to get because we are one in spirit with him. And so what does it look like now to live a life from a standpoint of union versus mm. separation? So there's different ways to say that there's mm. different ways to articulate it. Uh, but there's something there that I'm always excited to look for to look for. Yeah. Especially in passages that really talk about behavior and like how ought we to live, mm. you know, that I'm, I want that to be anchored in. This is an expression of identity. We're not earning anything. We're expressing. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not trying to achieve. We are, re- we're, it's a receive kind of moment. And so we're receiving, not trying to achieve. So that's me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. How, how would you, or do you have any, uh, any thoughts or comments on that? And I'm curious to know, how would you articulate your preacher, Graham? Yeah, I think, I mean, hearing you teach back in the day as like a youth pastor versus where you're at now as, you know, 40s <laughs> and a dad and just sort of the path of um, pretty, I would say, pretty radical change in understanding of who you are, who God is, mm. what does the new mean? Yeah, um, yeah which I think are really sweet. Um, new covenant, new yeah, identity, yeah, new, all the new news, heart. Yeah. All the news in there. The news. It, it, there's a new mat. You know, <laughs> good, a, the good news. Yeah. The good news. Oh, news. dude. Okay. Dude, you're dead. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I think I definitely can see that shift in the way that it's teaching. It's like mining for like, where does, where is that? So not eisegesis again, but exegesis meaning like what's the text say? And, and uh, coming to that. So I definitely see that coming out and trying you mining for clarity in that, which yeah. is cool. And then trying to bring that in a succinct way. So mm. you do that well. Thanks, bro. Dude, Dude I see you. I hear you. I feel so affirmed and yeah. known. And yeah. Thank you. I think for me teaching, you know, there's been seasons where I taught two to three times a month. And then there's seasons where it's like I've taught two times in three years, like, you know, it just it depends. Yeah. Um, so I think now in the last couple of years, I would, where my style has changed, it maybe in delivery is I've become way more like trying for me personally, trying to see the whole story in some of scripture mm. and try to understand that more. I think there was so much time in life where, and even teaching where 
I don't know if I like really tried to immerse myself in understanding who Jesus was as not only the son of God, but the son of man. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm like seeing like all these like nuancey things that for me, like they matter, like they connect a bigger story together of like, Oh, like, yeah, he was a better Adam. What does that actually mean? And what does that actually look like? And why would he say that? And why would he do that? And like, you know, th- there's just these little things where it's like, hmm. huh, like, it makes me, for me, it creates more awe in, in that sense of like, I'm trying to immerse myself in the story. And I try now and teach in the form of story, not making up a story, but understanding like, what's the narrative, like what's happening in Israel right now when Jesus is teaching? Like, yeah, what's going on in that guy's life? Like, cause then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. It just makes, it makes me be more in all, not that it informs my living per se, but I think the humanity of Jesus all of a sudden becomes like, well, that guy was busy too. And he was pre <laughs> and he was preoccupied and he was stressed and he knew what it was like not to sleep. And he knew what it was like to have sort of like these knuckleheads around him. And yeah. well, I'll talk about friend issues. Like he had a guy betray him, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. all these different things that don't necessarily inform the new covenant, but it, I think they help me understand more of, um, they ultimately lead me to the point of like understanding the sacrifice that Jesus would do yeah. and bring. And so I think I start with that. And then I, for me, it's like always down to like, yes, newness, identity, you're loved um, to the extent, and this is how much he loved. Um, I think ultimately what I want people to walk away with is like that they were like pastored in that moment. Yes. Like, like they were cared for and shared for. So if, I don't know what that, all of what I'm saying, I don't like the storytelling pastor. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know. What the, 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 dude, let me, dude, preacher Graham needs something. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Trademark by Dominic Nancy in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I like I, I've taught in large rooms of thousands of people and small rooms with, you know, five people in a living room or whatever. And I think what I hope to do is not try and, talk like I'm talking to a mass of people, but I'm talking to one person mm-hmm. and I'm trying to bring good news and truth to one person and care for them in that moment. And care looks like very different things. Sometimes care is like calling something out, you know? Um, so, so you, so what I hear you saying, um, not that you don't have a bottom line, but it's more of a, a, a way of delivery that you want whatever the content is, whatever like the, the big point is, which is very much going to be informed by new covenant yeah. gospel centered, like for sure. 100%. But it's not so much a didactic. Here's the, here's the information of the gospel, but it's like, it's a sense of um, pastoring people as you share. So whatever it is that you're sharing, there's a sense of like the, the walls and the guard is coming down and it's almost like you're coming alongside. I I do. And that is you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I've always said to you, like, dude, if you even have to, like, share hard news or, like, uh, there's moments where you're uh, rebuking <laughs> a room full of, uh, you know, a thousand teenagers who yeah. are chanting for a song and you're Never not going to play that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw you in that moment and I was like, this is, you know, there, real quick, listeners, there was, I think we, did we talk about this on the podcast before? Uh-uh. It's worth repeating if we did. There was a moment when Dom, we were up, the worship band up at, uh, a Christian camp and we're playing. And then at one point, I think it was on a Friday night, the biggest night, you know, yeah. the kids, I mean, they were, they were requesting the song oceans mm-hmm. all week long. Mm-hmm. And that just was not in the, uh, the playlist for us. Yeah. <laughs> and we weren't going to do it. And then, uh, Friday night after one song ended, the entire room of thousand plus kids are chanting. Oceans. Yeah. Oceans. yeah. <laughs> if you've never experienced that listeners, it's quite a fun moment. <laughs> <laughs> And Dom in that moment just, just takes, I don't know, probably five minutes or so. And he delivers what we now know as the ocean's talk. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was a call. It was a very gentle, um, but, but, uh, pointed like reminder of what we're doing, why we're doing it, why we sing, and even using some of the lyrics of that song. Mm. And just, it was, it was such a rad spirit led moment of you bringing it back to the main point of what was going on. Not a, Guys, we're not playing that song and moving. It, it was just there could there could have been a number of ways you responded to that in that sure. moment. But you came and you said basically you said no, we're not playing that song, but in a very pastoral and vision infused way, mm. which was really sweet. And I think you preach and you share from the front, whether you're behind a guitar or a pulpit, in a way that puts 
people at ease. Mm. There's an unhurried, very pastoral, like come alongside, hand on your shoulder kind of way in which you're able to relate to people. And you could you could preach on whatever content you wanted. Mm-hmm. It would come across pastoral. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I used to be very didactic. Here's one, two, three, boom, boom. boom. Like, yeah. I, that's how I used to teach for a long time. Mm. And yeah, like I said, the journey of story and just understanding what I really like to do is, yeah, like it sounds weird, but as a pastor, I want to like pastor people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, know, what? You know, I don't mm. want them to walk away going like, what, I, what is the worst thing for me is like, if they walk away going like, he was so funny and like Dom had some stories and like he made it about himself and you know, like I, I, that's like the last thing I would want. I want the thing to be like, Oh, like I think I see Jesus's heart for me more and I understand who I am in him better. And yeah. Yeah. Like, so that to, again, content, whatever the content is, I want them to walk away going like, I think I met with Jesus I feel really loved and cared for in this moment. I feel challenged. I feel inspired. I, I want to teach in a way where it's like, gosh, I think I want to go read that passage when I get home. Mm. You know, like I want like some Bible literacy to be happening in that moment. So I think that's why little things matter to me because as I'm learning it more, I'm like, oh, I haven't had the privilege to be to Israel. Like, so, I'm, but so I'm trying to understand, like I literally Google, like what does Galilee look like? So I can just kind of get a, <laughs> a pitch you know what i mean like i've yeah. watched videos on the waves in the sea of galilee mm-hmm. like just to understand like oh what was like the water they were walking on like, you know i haven't been there and haven't been able to touch it so I, as much as i can yeah i'm trying to understand that just to that's good yeah yeah so for now we'll just call it the pastoral storyteller i like you know, it's not just stories, but it's for a, a pastoral connection that people would be cared for. They'd feel known. They'd be inspired. And it's honestly really inspired by this is, I feel known by God. Mm-hmm. I feel cared for mm-hmm. by by Christ. I feel inspired to, to approach my father in heaven. Like there's, it's like you're putting on display and you're expressing the heart of God as a father for people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that's like... Like amazing because a lot of times if it's just we're being challenged to, to do something and it hasn't been presented in a way that thing that's not a big part of it is that it's not just God is your father God's your father like your love like it's being presented in a way in a tone and a um a, even the pacing and the the posture of it's coming out of you and your personality that it's being presented in a way that reinforces the validity of it sure if we're saying we're yelling at people and saying God is your father. Well, that, that can also sound like, well, that's not a father I love or a father I feel safe approaching. So you're saying if I slap you and then say that, <laughs> I'm called to love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He slapped me and then he said, I'm here to, to be a, a man of love. Like, <laughs> Might be weird. I'm confused. <laughs> and I need, yeah, I need an I ice need pack. Counseling. Well, you know, you, I'm sure you wrestle with that. I, I wonder if in certain text or, or messages they present themselves. I think the really easy message where and I'd love to hear what your study is like and your process is like a bit for, for me, I I feel like the easiest thing to come up with is behavior modification points out of a text. If you just do this, if you just do this, if you just do this, Mm -hmm. like that's like the easiest. And I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to speak to like degrading anybody who teaches like that, but We'll just give a couple names. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. Just something about the text. Like if you just did like a cursory reading of it, mm-hmm. I think the first thing is like, oh, is Jesus telling me to wash people's feet right now? And I have to do more stuff. And now I have to love these guys. It, like, it sounds like more stuff to do Yeah, that I'm going to just fail at. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. It just takes, I think the work becomes like, how do how do we call out like identity and what does it mean for the good father? And what does it mean for our position in him and to not teach behavior modification or like a, a watered down gospel, but to do it in a way that actually does appeal to the new. And yeah, that to me actually takes a lot of work because it's like, how am I going to say this and phrase this in a way that people don't walk away and hear you got to do more stuff, bro. That's and so you're speaking about, or you're asking about process and stuff. That's probably the biggest thing for me in my prep, 
is getting it down to like how do I actually phrase this particular point? Yeah. Because there have been numerous times where I've I've you know written it out, typed it out, and I've been like, okay, sweet. But then there's like a, a spirit check. There's mm-hmm. a moment where it's like there's something in you know, and I think it is this, it's the spirit just being like, whoa, 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 no, mm-hmm. no, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's wrong with saying that? Like that's that's true, right? We ought to like we ought to be doing these things. Yeah. You know, like no, 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 and I spend time with that. I'm like, I want to phrase this in a way where it is, you know, that it's not giving the impression that God's love for me is contingent on my performance for him. Yeah. And that, and I think that in many ways they can almost come across as double talk when we don't, we say, we speak of God's radicality, like his radical love and his amazing one way, no strings attached love. But then we talk about these things that we need to be doing for him. We have to, we can't just leave that sounding like double speak. Yeah. And it just, it does take work because it, it's just, it's lazy to, to just assume, Oh, well people will figure it out. They'll get it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm, 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 I'm totally fine being confident in people, their, their ability to grasp it. But the, the way that I, I feel responsible to phrase this in a way that leaves as reduces the amount of, of fuzziness and blurriness mm-hmm. with it. I want the, the gospel to come through clearly and I know I can trust that the spirit of God, he's going to inspire people to, to live in a way that is consistent with this truth. Yeah. And so I just don't want to muddy the waters. There's been numerous times where it's just been, I, I'll spend, you know, a long time on just one, one particular point. How do I phrase this? Mm. And it's not a, I don't trust the spirit to do that. But it's like, no, like I want to, I want to say this in a way that is, it resonates with me and I think is true to the heart of God. And, uh, and I, that spear check, I've learned to pay attention. Yeah, that's good. Well, I love that the idea of where you mentioned, like, it's your song. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, it does have to be believable and relatable for who you are and your voice, you know, like, so to speak, of just, I find, like, I have to, I want this to make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> before it makes sense to anybody else. You know, like, I, I want to live and breathe what I'm. Dude, it, like, and if you if you're not like, I feel like we people can tell. Yeah, like you're just saying stuff. You're just saying things, and I don't get me wrong. There, there are times where man, we're saying things that are true, but we're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a hum, there's a humanness still to it. But for sure, man, when we're, when we're preaching, we're we are preaching to ourselves. Yeah, and that a lot of my when I step up to preach, I just realized I interrupted you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> when I step it. when I step up to preach, I'm I am thinking. Man, I, I want to be so excited about sharing this. Mm. I, want, I, I want to have that sense of like, dude, I can't wait to share this good news. Mm. I can't wait to, you know, that there's got to be that sense of excitement. And you, there usually is, but it takes, it takes time to, to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like in a, you hear it in like prayer circles or like in musical worship spaces, like if you're not a worshiper first, like you can, you know, you can't take people where you haven't been already. Like, yeah that kind of thing. And uh, for sure, like, man, if I'm not teaching that to myself, like I'm just teaching content, Mm. you know? And in this case, this, this series that we're going through, there's like a book. So I read a chapter. I don't, I think I used maybe 5% of that chapter. And you're not speaking about the Bible. No, it was a chapter in the book about blessing and. Okay. So we're in a series called bless and there's a book that has been written about bless Bless. the acronym bless. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a, yeah, it's not propriety to us or anything like that. <laughs> but yeah, I read it and, you know, it was like maybe 5% of that is what I used. Um, but it was really helpful in the process for me to go like, yeah, okay, how would I say that? Or what what resonates for me? And 95% of it, maybe Dude, not. What's the pastoral storyteller way to say that? Yeah, yeah. Just again, like, again, if it was just content, I could have been like, oh, well, my message is basically done. I read the chapter and... Yeah. Point one, point two, point three. But yeah, it's just not exciting to get up and regurgitate. Yeah. No. You content. Go buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save your time. Yeah. That's their voice, you know? Yeah. Dude. Okay. Bro. Um, a few more minutes here before we land the plane. There's a lot, lot more we could say about that. Maybe we could do another episode that pulls back the curtain. It's probably like a five part series on the preacher. Dude. Band, dude. I like, like it. Our audience really, really probably wants to know. Yeah. How, how do we prepare to preach? <laughs> Pen or pencil. No, it'd be cool. <laughs> we could bring in a... Um, other members of the teaching team and talk it through different processes. And I, th- honestly, there's no one size fits all. Like, no, there's not. And uh, 
Uh, so real quick, I should have laid these out at the beginning, kind of as the little teasers, and then shared our preachergrams. But here's a few other. I haven't wordsmithed these yet. I like it. Go. But uh, so a few other possibilities. Uh, Jesus as model and example. Mm. As in, like, follow the feet of the rabbi or following the steps of the rabbi. Yeah, it's like, man, we want to just live lives like Jesus, mm. the historical Jesus who lived and walked, you know, two thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the there's a lot of conversation that could happen around that. <laughs> uh, but to me, what's really exciting is not the Jesus. I love the Jesus that <laughs> it's the same Jesus, but there's the historical Jesus walking with his disciples. Then there's the Christ who lives in me. Yeah. You know, and that, that to me is for, for my preacher Graham, like that, that to me is like compelling. Yeah. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yeah. Uh, there's the pragmatic life coach. Mm. Like what are the principles here? What are the three steps to a better marriage? Five yeah. steps to a better, and it's about fixing people's lives, giving them to dos, and again, those things. A lot of people are actually looking for that. Yeah. Um, which Just tell me what you want me to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me what to do. Tell me. Yeah. And and you know if they could be like three words that all start with the same letter, that'd be great. Yep. Um, I actually like really love. What's it called alliteration? <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed. Okay. Uh, there's the scholar. So I don't know if that's like the bottom line, um, preacher Graham, but there's the man. It's all about the scholarly, uh, the, the give me the meat, not the milk. Like I need to yeah. know every, yeah. And just can, which is again, it has its place. So like, I think the first ones that come to mind are like a, a Piper or a DA Carson or something like that. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's probably different names attached with each of these things. Yep. Well, of course there is. Yep. Uh, okay. There's the uh, doctrine of this, doctrine of that. So like the, the very, uh, so if it's, you know, like, I don't know, Calvinism, predestination, there's mm-hmm. the end times. Mm-hmm. It's just where it's all just kind of coming back to a particular doctrinal point. Yeah. Uh, there's the, dude, you're, it, everyone's a sinner and needs to repent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I, would th- I think of that of, you know, the person who's just constantly calling out and f- there's a fixation on sin mm. versus our savior. Mm. Like is you it walk- more like an evangelist type thing or is it? Uh, not no, not so much the, no, I'm thinking of the person where it's just constantly about our badness. And again, these are character caricatures, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where, where the biggest, um, the point of the thing is just like, I'm a horrible, wretched person. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner versus making much of our savior. I like how you said, I mean, so is that like you've talked about like uh, they're a great Friday pe- preacher who never gets to Sunday? Is it that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking of probably the more of the extreme um, versions of versions it? of that. But okay. the that one you just mentioned, the Friday preacher, I think that comes up in, uh, that's coming down to the last year. Keep going. Oh, OK. There's the prosperity. Mm-hmm. guy. just man, this is it's all about our lives prospering health wealth god does not then, want you to be sick or poor or yeah. suffer and so yeah. all the every sermon every passage is about it's meeting to that aim and that end like what do i need to do in order to like receive the blessings of god yeah and to live in that um uh there's okay so this is where this so friday versus sunday friday sunday, there's the law and gospel there's man's need and god's rescue mm. which that would that to me has been a really formative approach Sure. Of understanding scripture, understanding yep. like how what is what is this? Um, how do we divide scripture into like law and gospel, and to understand when or what is what, and when is when mm. is that happening? And because mm. uh, those those categories have been super helpful uh, distinctions in terms of reading and interpreting scripture. But where I think there's a, the preacher Graham would be. So this is like a guy like um, Tolian mm-hmm. Chavijan. He's a law gospel, you know, um, preacher. He's that, he does that really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of a lot of the message there in this for a preacher with this preacher, Graham can, can at times focus on Friday and leave people on Friday. It is finished. Praise God. And I mean, Friday is it's super important. Yeah. Uh, but then never really help under help people understand what does it look like to live from Sunday? Mm-hmm your newness, mm-hmm. your resurrection life, that. So those are just a few, bro, a few preacher grams. Man, yeah, we could build those out. Those are great. Yeah, dude, and we need to create an assessment. We need to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there anything else that you would think of? 
No, I mean, those those are pretty good categories to say, like, sort of the sum of the capital C church of how teaching can be mm-hmm. given and delivered. Yeah, I like yeah, it. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think our encouragement, you know, I would say to, to the listeners is to, when you think, when, when you are listening to someone preach here at Seacoast or anywhere, just be, be thinking through, like, what is it? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the right question here is, but like, what what is the the aim here, mm-hmm. and what is it that uh, is being um, is being uh, t- talked about as like the, what is the the bottom line here? You know, and I I, I think at the, at the very least, just make it you want to be sitting under teaching that is pointing you to Jesus and the finished work of Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's a like you mentioned, Dom earlier. There's many different pathways that that can be taken to get to a common destination. Yeah. And the common common destination, definitely for us at Seacoast, is it's all about Jesus Christ and his his life for us and and what he's done to us and, and the gospel um, pointing to the finished work of Jesus. And so that's the biggest thing, you know, stylistically and you know the different ways in which that can be ha- that can happen, dude. There's I, I praise God for the, the yeah. variety that yeah. that's out such, there. Such beauty that there's different churches and joint supplying. Yeah, dude. Okay. So, listeners, if you can think of any other preachergram types, help me out. Help me out. Get in the Twisphere. Yeah. Get into so, the Gmail. I don't even remember our... our <laughs> <laughs> it was just blowing up that we had to just <laughs> shut it down for a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, girllovelive at Gmail. Uh, and uh, you can find us on Twitter, too. Girllovelivepod, I think it is. Sure. <laughs> sure. But, uh, man, Dom, it's great just to be back here with you again. And, uh, dude, we've, man, 50 plus minutes. That's a long up. Hey, long overdue. Long overdue. There's your three months right there in one episode. <laughs> yeah. But we're back. We, uh, hopefully we'll get back into our rhythm, get into a nice little, little uh, get you some stuff to listen to on your commute there. Yep. Johnny, we see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Any final nope. words? Go, okay. knowing that you're loved. All okay. right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Girl Over the Podcast. <laughs>